Sid up and go must have got up and went, but it brought you right back here to Backtracks. Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by St. John Mariano. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing all right. Um, you know, we pulled back the curtain last week, mm-hmm. and um, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little uncomfortable with it. Like, I like... I like the mystique of the show as it was. And I feel like now that we've pulled back that curtain, it's going to, it's going to be tough to pull it back, but I, 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 like I'm itching to do it, dude. Like, I I know, I know, I know you like to walk around naked. You do it sometimes in your house. Um, This is, this is not something I'm comfortable with doing on the air. Walk around naked or pull it back the curtain. Cause I've seen you walk around naked on zoom calls before. It's you do it constantly. Yeah, you know, I'm fine doing that, but 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 I I do keep the curtain up while I do it. Well, and you can't do it on this show because we have a sponsor, and we should mention our sponsor, Ken Knapsack and Pop Rock and Radio, uh, the big hits, album cuts, and B sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests. Sing, dance, and celebrate the music within the pop rock and radio community. So, John, let's just pretend we didn't pull the curtain back on last show, and let's talk about. Last night's Pop Rock and Radio. It was one of my favorite installments of Pop Rock and Radio. Uh, what did you think of it? I don't, I don't want to pretend, but I, I will tell you, sometimes I do fall behind on Pop Rock and Radio. And I, I sometimes what I like to do is take two or three of those episodes, and because I subscribe to Mixcloud, I can download them, and I can go on a car trip and play them on my car trip. And my, my Lord, like... It's so great because I make my own playlists and I have I have my my library music that's built into my iTunes or uh, Apple Apple Music whatever you call it at this point, but yeah you, you know Ken selects songs that are not just my music taste but it's almost like I didn't realize that was my music taste till I hear it, and that's what I really appreciate like the surprise it brings back like when I used to listen to terrestrial radio and. They would surprise me with a new song or surprise me with a deep cut that I never heard. And Ken, Ken, Ken DJs is and curates his playlist with the best of them. He really does. And uh, I'm going to pretend like we didn't pull back the curtain and that I listened to Pop Rockin' last night. And I'll talk about, I thought it was shocking that Ken played Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy for an hour straight, but I wasn't mad at it. I loved it. Yeah, I can promise you the one thing that Ken won't do is repeat songs on on the same show, right? <laughs> um, now I've I've listened to every episode, and I can tell you he has repeated some of his favorites, and kind of you, you're like, oh, that's where he's throwing that song tonight, yeah, you, you know. And it'll be like something from Blondie, or it'll be some, it'll be something that he just throws out of the left field sometimes, but something he really digs, and you can tell he digs it because he's playing it, you know, on multiple episodes. But he, the, the, what he sandwiches it with, changes every time, and it works every time everything ken does work as far as i'm yeah. concerned and it, it's his banter uh in his instincts as a as a disc jockey that, that really stand out to me you're gonna have a great time listening to pop rock and radio folks i would highly recommend it you can subscribe for free on mixcloud if you want to pay uh, a minimal fee 2.99 a month to be able to download shows and uh, talk to ken and request songs i highly recommend it um i keep requesting party all the time he hasn't played it yet but hopefully, because uh, I know every night with John is a party, and I need him to know that with the sultry, smooth sounds of Eddie Murphy singing it for me. Well, well, well I, I do, I do want to say the one, the one difference between Ken and any other DJ out there right now is knowing Ken personally. I can at least vouch for the fact he's a really amazing guy beyond being a DJ. So you're not just supporting 
a, a good or a great talented DJ and broadcaster and, and a talented and practiced voice, but you're, you're, you're actually supporting a good soul who puts charities first in his life and, and, you know, really tries to get the good out into the world in every way, in every aspect of his life that he can. He's very much a pay it forward kind of guy. It sounds like a great idea for like a show, find the good. Uh, Is there something there? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I, 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 you you know, we, we, we can workshop that. There you go. Let's workshop that. We got a show to do here tonight though, John, people didn't come here to listen to us, listen to us yak for two hours about whatever. They can listen to some Aerosmith with, with us. What do you say? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. We, we, we have some loaded dates. Last week, I didn't remember whose song is who, but this week I'm going to do something that we did, once did on another podcast that we used to record, and I'm going to plant some flags, Corey, because I think I remember which songs were mine and which songs are yours. Okay. So we, we, have, we have on there Cheesecake, Helter Skelter, You Gotta Move, Shame on You, walking the dog and sick as a dog and i feel like my flags might be cheesecake helter skelter and sick as a dog you're close you actually picked shame on you helter skelter and sick as a dog cheesecake was mine because that one came from a night at the ruts so i put that on there just to let you know my thought process (laughs) i knew the the last two were definitely mine Mm -hmm. and i was between shame on you and cheesecake and being the fat ass that I am that's always talking <laughs> about food, I'm like, that's that's probably mine on there because I always talk about food. No, what what you did, you bastard, was you were talking about like something delicious and made me hungry. And I I picked cheesecake because I was starving. So uh, I am also a fat ass, and that's why it's currently on the diet. You know, and, and there you go. So that's who's is who's. Um, Corey, do you have any preferences on where you want to see this thing go tonight? I'm hoping it involves either something I can eat or a dog. So I've got a three and six shot at it here. Cause we've got cheesecake walking the dog and sick as a dog. How about you? I kind of want it to be a Beatles cover. Oh, there you go. That's a good one too. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, what do you say? Let's give this dice a shake and let's roll and come up with shame on you. So this is the uh, John pick. Do you even know what album this is from uh, John? I look I, we're recording so many of these so rapid fire um, that you, you're throwing me for a loop on this. Um, and I'm like, oh, I picked that song? <laughs> and and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a minute, but this was done with mirrors. And I think that's why I picked it is that, you know, you and I have talked about the, the, the Geffen era of Aerosmith and I'm not that familiar with Dunwood Mirrors. I don't know about you, but, you know, I fell into Aerosmith with Walk This Way, but I really fell into them with Pump and then backtracked back to Permanent Vacation and then forward with Get a Grip of Nine Lives um, and then went back and discovered the 70s. I feel like it was drummed into my head as a child, like from older kids, the dumb what mirrors was kind of the the band is done and it's not worth going back to, but here we are on this podcast and now we're diving into it. Now I know I've listened to songs off of it because I have stuff on my playlist from every album I own and I do own dumb what mirrors, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't register with me as it's playing in a car in the background while I'm driving. What album the song is off of? Well, and, and we, we, we did let the music do the talk, which is my favorite track off of this album. 
Uh, it, it was the big single uh, cover of a Joe Perry song. Um, this album, uh, released in 1985, two years before Permanent Vacation and one year before the big comeback with Run DMC, um, produced by Ted Templeman, uh, who, if uh, folks are listening to the Van Halen show with me, of course, he did uh, the first six David Lee Roth albums. He also worked on uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge with Sammy Hagar and Van Halen back in 91. But, um, you know, Joey Kramer has come out and says that, you know, he's not a big fan uh, of this album, said we didn't really get to finish it. Joe Perry actually said, and, and I quote, Done With Mirrors, as far as I'm concerned, is our least inspired record. But I've heard fans say they really like it, so I'm not going to stand there and tell them, no, it sucks. We had to do that record to get to the next one, so it served its purpose. I just don't think it's up to the standard of some of our others. So there you have it, that, and, and that, that's coming from the band. I don't know this song at all. Uh, I'm so, sure I've heard it, but I, I couldn't pick it out of a lineup, that's for sure. So I'm just going to put folks who are listening, and I'm, I'm assuming everybody aren't just Aerosmith fans, but, but we're music fans here. So to, to kind of set the tenor of where I was at in 1985 when this album comes out, I was kind of at, at the mercy of my mom and she was into a lot of Motown, but I started getting my own musical taste through school. And I was like eight years old or so. So what I was into beside, besides Thriller, which was like the biggest thing in the world, mm-hmm. what, what was um, Hip to Be Square and I think Stuck With You by 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 Huey Lewis in the news, power of love, mm-hmm. and, and and so I was huge on Huey Lewis in the news at the time, and John Parr's Man in Motion was the biggest song in the world to me at this point in my life. <laughs> um, so so that's where I was at, you know, a, maybe, maybe two or three years before I discover Aerosmith. We we talked about Man in Motion on the show before, and. Uh... For for Canadians, uh, that song means something a little different because there's a, a a Canadian who rode his wheelchair around the world, uh, raising money, and uh, he used "Man in Motion" as his theme song. So uh, I'm always happy when you bring that one up. And why haven't we started a Huey Lewis in the News podcast yet? Because I'm I'm down. I love Huey Lewis. I I, I don't know, but I'm going to keep like this. Won't be the last time I bring up "Man in Motion." There's some other probably deep '80s cuts I will bring up at some point. Because we're children of the '80s, Corey. Yep. But but um, especially when we go, when it comes to Double Mirrors, just to give it more context of where we were at, what were what were you into? Like, what were your big musical um, inspirations in your life back in '85? You know what? '85 that would have been "5150" uh, by Van Halen. I think that was a big one. Uh, I got into Van Halen pretty heavy in '84, and then right when I become a fan of that band. David Lee Roth leaves and they bring in this other guy uh, who just did a song about the speed limit that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and, and they released 5150. I remember that one being uh, a fairly big record and in sports as well. Huey Lewis in the news was, was huge around that time in the back to the future soundtrack. So I was with you on those ones too, but 5150 was another one for me that kind of defined uh, the soundtrack of 85 for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a and that's a great pick. And, what, what, what I love, what I love about your musical taste, is it kind of lines up with the podcast you do, mm-hmm. and like m- mine, will, m- mine will develop over time, but where, where where I start versus where I end become two different animals. Um, well, I'm hoping tonight is a pleasant sur- uh, surprise for both of us then, because uh, we're not awfully familiar with this one, but I'm looking forward to it. What do you say, John? Let's uh, let's give it a give it a spin. Oh yeah. All right. This is shame on you. From 1985's Done With Mirrors. Shame on you. 
So right off the hop, uh, I was reading a quote from Ted Templeman when he talked about this album. Uh, and he said uh, he didn't think he made Joey's drums sound good as they could have been or Joe's guitar. I, I agree with him on Joe's guitar. It was a little overly distorted maybe on the beginning there, but I thought Joey's drums sounded great. Like, And I, I think any band will, will tell you when they're recording, uh, unless you get the drum sound right, it, it can really screw up the whole thing. And I, I thought the drums sounded really good there. I I, I I like I like what he's playing on the drums, but I, I I tend to agree with what he's saying. Like it sounds a little muffled to me. Like it almost feels suppressed to a degree. And I I it doesn't feel like sometimes sometimes we talk about a song and it feels like it's suppressed, like, like they're holding back, and it, that's a good thing. You, you know, this feels almost like they're suppressing the sound. Like um, last week we did just push play, and I felt like they were doing everything at like an eleven on volume. I feel like everything's kind of under five right now. And and it, like we, we've had overproduced stuff. Maybe this is a little underproduced. Maybe this is a little, we haven't jacked that volume up enough on, on, on that track. I'll agree with you on the guitar, but we'll have to agree to disagree on the drums. I thought the snare sounded great. The hi-hat was nice and crisp. It, it, it's kind of the drum sound I'm looking for. So let, let's see how the rest of it goes here. He talked about being underproduced or muffled. Steven's really kind of low in the mix there, isn't he? Usually he's more up front than he is here. Yeah, it's funny because I'm looking at some quotes here from, from, from uh, that metal show. And like jo Joey Kramer is expressing his dislike for it and um, feels that the band never really finished the album. And, and you know, Joe Perry was dismissive of it, saying Done What Mirrors, as far as he's concerned, is our least inspired record. Um, like this is stuff that you're saying and it's, it's echoed, I think in the music here is this is, this is Aerosmith going through the motions It would have been probably a, a better name for at least this song, if not this album. Well, considering that the big song was a cover of a Joe Perry yeah. song. Yeah. But it, it, it's very much just kind of a simple blues groove, right? There's nothing much lyrically that's inspired. Uh, shame, shame, shame on you, babe is the chorus. Uh, not a lot happening on this track, I don't think. This just sounds like a, a blues group they had going in the studio that Steven's just improvising some lyrics to, right? Hey, Smith, old Hank Pank, pulling down your knickers, uh, who are you going to spank? That, that was a verse. It, it sounds like they're, they're just kind of just kind of jamming. Well, it's funny because D D Doug Herzog, who, who, who was a Viacom executive, noted that after this album, that, that Aerosmith was done and, and a bit of a joke. And 
I don't know that I feel like that might might be a little bit harsh. Like I, I can see saying that they're done. Saying a band that has accomplished what they've accomplished to call them a joke, I think is kind of kind kind of um kind of weird to say at the least. Um because they've accomplished a lot by this point in their careers. If they never have that second run on Geffen, they're still one of the greatest American bands of all time. Um it, you know, the fact that they do get that run, like not only puts them in the argument, but it, it, it puts them at the forefront of that argument. Um, th- this, this does feel like a bottoming out in a lot of ways. Like this feels like the bottom of the bottle. This feels like the cocaine mirror. Like, and, like regardless of where they were at with the drugs and everything at this point, this feels like that hangover from, from all of that to a and this was supposed to be the comeback album. This was the first album on Geffen, uh, the label that's going to you know bring them back to prominence and bring them back to glory. And yeah, it just it, it's just just not happening on this record. And they got a, a top notch producer in Ted Templeman. They, they got a great label behind them, and, and they put out a thirty five minute record with uh, the lead single, which is which was a cover of a Joe Perry song. Uh, and this, which just sounds like a very simple blues jam, that they, they just kind of laid on tape. And you kind of would expect more. Uh, and I'm trying to remember if they were all completely clean and sober at this point. Uh, I think they might have been. Of course, this is Joe Perry and Brad Whitford coming back to the band after leaving during Rock in a Hard Place. So this is supposed to be the big triumphant return. It uh, really kind of landing with a whimper here. I don't think we're going to get a guitar sold in this one. It's just rambling lyrics like bogus honey, square dance close. Oh, grab your partner and bring it home in dosey dose. And then into the shame, shame, shame chorus. Well, I mean, uh, he gave Joe Perry a shout out there, right? So I guess, does that count as a guitar solo? Maybe. I don't know. He, he shouts out Joe Perry at least twice per album, I think, right? He's in a lot of Aerosmith songs, but man, uninspired is the word that, that kind of comes to mind with this one. Like you said, autopilot, sleepwalking their way through it, that kind of thing, paint by numbers, that's shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on the eBay. 
Wow. And we just faded out uh, halfway through the course. That was weird. Uh, I did appreciate the Miami Vice shout out in 1985, but my goodness, John, uh, shame on you. Shame on them for putting this on an album. Um, I mean, it's probably number two or number three to fall off of, off of our mixtape, I would think, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we definitely don't have... It's not the worst song or the most problematic song we've heard, but it's right there. Um, it's it's an incomplete song, you know, as noticed by that very lazy uh, fade out at the end. Yep. Um, I, like la- la- lazy going through the motions. Um, you, you know, ca- calling Aerosmith done at this point might might be fair because it, it feels like it feels like they phoned it phoned it in and and it's very possible that they didn't phone it in in the studio and they phoned it in in mixing it and maybe it falls more on production but this is not a finished song it's not and you expect more from clean and sober aerosmith uh two years removed from you know one year removed from their their big hit brought him back to providence and, and ted templeman is a tremendous producer uh, i'm going through this on the van halen show he's produced some classic tracks and some classic albums and here, he just he just let Steven Tyler go in there and just skiff whatever he wanted for vocals over a blues track with no solo or anything. Uh, I was bored, and I should never be bored listening to an Aerosmith song. But this was boring, and it was only like three twenty something in in runtime. It wasn't a long song, but it felt like and I got it a Vita. Like I was just sitting here twiddling my thumbs the whole time. Shame, shame, shame on the band at this point. Yes, shame, and- shame. And I know there's good stuff on this album. I can't wait. I love let the music do the talking. There's a couple other songs on here that I do know that I think are worthy of consideration, at least. Uh, for my money, though, John, this is not one of them. No, but you know, you know, it's fun because now I get to replace this yes. song. Yes, that's and, true. And, and get get us away from dumb with mirrors for a minute. <laughs> and you know, you know how I roll, Corey. Like, I I take what you expect me to do, and I I I do what I want to do anyway. That's true. And, and what you did last week is that you liked the idea of getting dog songs on the dice. Yep. And w- remind, remind everybody again what you decided to do, because I had Sick as a Dog on here. Yeah, you had Sick as a Dog, and I, I was looking, I wanted something from the first album, so I put Walk in the Dog. So I am looking at the track listings for Dumb with Mirrors, and I see, and to me, it's great because we just talked about like lazy songs, and this is a lazy title. And we're going to listen to the song, but the title doesn't even feel like it's complete. The Reason a Dog. There's no comma. It's just a statement. The Reason a Dog. The Reason a Dog, right? Uh, co-written by Tom, uh, Steven Tyler and Tom Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, I don't know this song at all, but now we have three dog songs on the day. And, and, and one of them kind of matches the theme of the night of being incomplete. Because what do you want to name that song? I don't know. Something about a dog. <laughs> um, the, 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 the Reason a Dog. Uh, do, do, do we do we need another descriptive word in there? Nah, nah, let's just nah. roll with that. <laughs> do you need a reason about a dog? Of a dog? Nope, just the reason a dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. And after you you teased me by saying, let's get away from done with mirrors, you fucking went right back to it. <laughs> you, you, you know, part of me wants to just get through this album because I do, there's so much more I love. And I don't want to be in the doldrums of like the 80s and 90s of episodes. And going back to this album is going to be a slog, dude. 
<laughs> it's true. And is that all the dog songs? I, I, I think it might be. This may we may have all three dog songs for Aerosmith on, on there right now. Yeah, it, it, it's very possible. If we can unearth another dog song, we, we, we will try to keep loading this dice with dog songs until we get through them. But uh, I, I might make it my mission to get through Don't Mirrors. As, as we knock one off, we're just going to replace it and throw it back on. <laughs> just so we get done with that album fast. I love it. All right, John, uh, let's wrap it up here for this evening. Where can the fine folks find you? They can find me making requests on pop rock and radio on Mixcloud. Requesting dog songs. Uh, absolutely dog songs cat songs fish songs actually no i don't think ken will play a fish song because they go on for like 32 minutes that's true yeah can't request fish but dogs and cats are fine yeah um but but yeah no that's absolutely where you can find me support support supporting our friend ken um and and, and coming back here to talk Aerosmith with you which i look forward to every single week but uh, if you, you don't have enough Corey in your life you can catch me on my other show and the podcast will rock with uh, that bum, Mark Kamire. We're breaking down uh, Van Halen one track at a time and having a, a blast doing it. You can find that wherever you get your podcast from, as you can find this one here, uh, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. We are now, how many tracks now, John? we got 16. So we're only a couple away from finishing, not finishing, but filling the mixtape. And then we got to start replacing. And then it's going to be, what do we take off first? Is it jailbreak or is it shame on you? We'll find out. All right, folks, on behalf of John Mariano, my name is Corey Marson. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. And as always, we give the final word to Mr. Steven Tyler. Uh -huh.